I, I tried the iPhone and I love the iPhone cameras when it comes to video. I just hate editing video that comes out of an iPhone. Or, or transferring video out of the iPhone. Oh. That's about the only thing I have a problem with. So, you know, okay, so what was the problem you were having? So, you, by the uh, way, are you recording right now? Because I might use this as a tag. I am recording audio, uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, for me, iPhones make great video. The, the, the smoothness, the 1080p, the 4K60, front, back, everything. Exporting videos out of the iPhone on a PC, not on a Mac, mm-hmm. um, is a hellish of an experience. A, uh, the phone disconnects from the PC ah. for any odd reason when you're trying to transfer video. I'm so glad because I, I know the solution, but go ahead. Okay, so so that's trouble number one. Trouble number two, once I download those lovely MOV vo- uh, video files, um, Adobe doesn't really like an uh, MOV and there's no real way to use them unless you use, you know, kind of like um, a converting tool to be able to convert it over to MP4 mm-hmm. or, or any other. Basically, you just need to convert the files, which ends up taking even more time to try to basically use the footage. And in my case, the two videos that I did, the swimming video uh, that I did with the 11 and 11 Pro Max, drove me crazy it took me an entire day between figuring out how to transfer my data which i ended up using airdrop and then um converting the files uh just to get them to work with premiere because i didn't want to switch over to you know windows movie maker to, to exactly. make a video yeah and just, um uh when i used to have those troubles as well um handbrake was my best friend so i just kept converting so I, handbrake. I, yeah so i i i i heard uh, Fisher, Michael Fisher's uh, comment a while, while back. He's like, I use Handbrake all the time. I'm like, yep, I downloaded it. And it works. But it took me a while to get to that, to, to remember where and where. and It drove me crazy, let's put it that way. Uh, <laughs> okay, so here are the here are the two solutions because I, I, I had the same problem with my iPhone 11 Pro review. Um, mm-hmm. Also, um, I first of all, I need to. I'm gonna do follow-up videos for all of these things where I vlog with the phone, but I edit the footage because when you don't edit the footage, I mean, obviously it's for review purposes. Um, mm-hmm. Things can be blown out; they might not be perfect. Blah blah blah. But the whole point of the iPhone 11 and all these phones, really, all the good phones with good video capabilities, is that you can edit them and they'll look great. Um, I mm-hmm. never edit them because I'm trying to be like a good reviewer and whatnot. But I need to do that more because it, it'll look better and people will enjoy it more. Anyway. Um, exactly. first thing you got to do, uh, for, for problem number one, head to photos in the settings. And then when you get to the bottom, it says transfer to PC or Mac. It'll always mm-hmm. be at automatic. What it's trying to do is it's trying to, um, it's trying to detect what kind of computer you're convert you're transferring everything to, and then converting the files to a more, um, to, to a more compatible format, which is dumb because oh. it even doesn't do that right because you've had to put it through handbrake still, right? Um, yeah, no. I mean, even when I do get the files, I'm still not able to use it right. Exactly. So if you go to keep originals on this setting, it'll just raw transfer the files and it won't disconnect okay. because it's not doing extra processing in the background. Um, so stupid uh <laughs> ios <laughs> something i've always hated about that but i finally figured out say. that i finally read some somewhere that that's uh, the solution and then the other thing too is i know that h clearly what you're using is h265 uh files yeah uh, it is it. if it was h start yeah, yeah h264 wouldn't have been an issue exactly honestly i just go back to h264 you know, I, I can't not use it. It's 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 a waste of time to try to use those high efficiency files and convert mm-hmm. them and whatnot. And the only benefit you're really getting with that is um, 60 frames per second, which I get. Okay, 4K 60. That's that's if that's what you want, that's what you get. Um, 
Uh, and that's the well, only I, option. I, down, I downsize it to 1080 60, but I need the 60. That's my only problem. I don't want to do 4K 30 and then I'm downgrading it to 1080 60. Then the, video, the footage doesn't. I end up having to go 1080 30. I just like that, that extra flexibility, especially if you're taking an action shot. You don't want to have to you know, worry about having to slow it down a little bit. This is going to change basically the frame rate. So for me, I love the video. They, they just have absolutely gorgeous video. There's no question. See, about that's it. the thing, though. You need to make sure that if you go into the camera app that you're always I, I'm trying to remember where it is, but I know that it says here that like use high efficiency or not. Mm-hmm. Um, because no, I, I think HTC had the same uh, setting in it, right? I think so. Uh, yeah. People weren't able to use it because 1080 yeah. 60 can be H264. It's four. Yes. It's four K sixty. That is only high efficiency codec. That's the only. That's the only option you have for it. So that's the thing. So for me, okay. it's four K thirty all the time. Unless I really do want that like extra motion, then I just go to ten eighty because screw high efficiency. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Two six four for the win. Yeah. Okay, you got it. So you PSA for any, no, I appreciate anybody it. out there yeah. who's using the iPhone and wants to edit on it. I get it. Like even ESO was telling me that this is the reason why iPhones were so popular or are so popular is because for most people they connect it to iTunes. iTunes does all the processing for you, and yep. you know it's and and they're not most people who are using iPhones are not even trying to create like fifteen minute YouTube videos <laughs> and stuff half the time. No, no, no. Yeah, or or <laughs> yeah, with like an hour and a half worth of footage that they're trying to dwindle down to whatever. You know, yeah. You know, it to me it was just. And it wasn't even a lot of clips. That's what drove me crazy. Is like I would put it in and, pre- but just Premiere really needs to get its act together. I mean, with the number of iPhone users in the world, you would think in in 2019 they would just like, hey, let's just fix this problem. Yeah, but the thing you is, know, like, even Adobe will like put, shrug their shoulders and go get a Mac, and it's just like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we fixed it, dude. Totally. Yeah, on, it's on the on Mac. The Mac. Yeah. On the, I was like, "Dang it!" Okay, yeah, no. Um, All right, I, I I appreciate the tip. I didn't I did not realize there was more settings to play with, but uh, and it's all in the settings app, which is like the dumb part about iOS is like, why not put these things? Why not put a shortcut in the camera application in order to get to it? Why Why can't we change the frame rate and the video video resolution inside of the actual camera application? To this day, mm-hmm. is beyond me. Yeah. Uh, it, y- somebody needs to talk to that guy in charge of the camera app. Is like, dude. Uh, what uh, what storage option did you get? Um, I I usually go with the sixty four. I don't usually go with the higher ones, oh. mostly because I I will probably not be using the iPhone for too long anyway. Oh, okay. So, like, uh, so for me, it's like I jump so many phones. I have I'll have like one daily driver, one like a the the one that has like the banking apps and all the main things that I need to have on one device that you require extra stuff. But the rest of the devices, I usually don't care. They're mostly for pictures. And then I just offload all the images. Whenever I take pictures and whatever, I take them off. Mm. Um, and my iCloud, I think it's already full between the you know I, the, I, the iPad and the It's camera. really hard for me to say this, um, you know, because I'm so... I was given given where my career has gone up until this point. It's hard for me to say this because I was so trained to just be Android, Android, Android all the time. I'm not converting fully to iOS. I'm all I'm saying is for a, for creators like us, Android phones are a mile a minute. There are so many of them, so it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice to have one phone on me at all times that just has everything I need on it. And it's not me yeah. saying that iOS is better. It's just me saying that it's kind of nice that iOS is just the one thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so okay. I I I appreciate the ecosystem. I just like I said, I did, yeah. I wish I wish I could stick to a phone long enough. To, yeah. <laughs> See, on the Android side, I will ab- I will happily use everything. I'll switch all the time. But it's kind of nice that the second phone I have 
you know it's it's the, it's yeah. just something that i don't have to keep setting up every like few weeks with all my apps that, that's and, yeah, yeah that's exactly what it is and for me it just happens to be the uh you know the may 20 pro but just overall as far as just as, as a solid performer i i love i mean i liked it i really liked it. the battery life was really nice that the optics were great uh and the actual new form factor i like the bigger screen the triple camera setup and just 4k 60 everywhere there's no difference if you're flipping between the back and the front and also the fact that when you switch lenses that's one thing that drives me a little bit off with some of the android devices that we have is whenever you're taking video and let's say they allow you to switch between wide and you know telephoto or even the standard focal length you don't get the same colors right mm -hmm. you, you could see this sh the shift you're like oh i just changed the lens and on the iphone they're actually calibrated yeah, they're calibrated to work, so you don't even know you're changing cameras. I mean, you can see it obviously, but if you crop a little bit, you wouldn't even know. Yeah, and that that I, I love that about the video. The exposure might change a little bit, like especially if you go to the yeah. wide. Um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the main portion that I saw. Like the exposure changes, and then you get some noise and whatnot. But like with any phone, the main sensor is still like you know beastly, and it's still really nice. Um, yeah, yeah, I haven't even done a slow fee yet. I just realized I gotta, I gotta do a slow fee sometime. Um, that's also the first yeah. time I've ever said that word. So I don't know if it's going to become a thing. Um, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I fought it for so long and I know some people were mispronouncing it on purpose because they hated the word and I'm like, yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Um, but yeah. All right. So a little bit of a, I wanted to start the, the episode off like already with all of that because it was already a good discussion. I felt like it was kind of fun. And also TK and I just haven't been able to catch up in a little bit. So it's great to have you back on the show. Um, Dude, definitely, definitely. I'm I'm stuck home today, so you got me captivated. All <laughs> right now. Fair enough. All right, so over on your end of uh, uh, of the uh, of the Android side of things, obviously over at XDA, <laughs> there's been a lot of reporting going on, especially when it comes to our upcoming big phone, the phone that everyone's going to be comparing to the iPhone, obviously, the Pixel Four. Um, the Pixel Four, man. It, if there's more leaks, there probably be more leaks. Actually, if I'm not, there might be. I'm sure there's another leak today. Yeah, there are, uh, we are only days away from the event. Um, and mm -hmm. I know I said I was on All About Android earlier this week, so uh, a lot of the news that we talked about on that show, I'm going to be rehashing on this one um, mm -hmm. uh, with TK, who's obviously from uh, who works at XDA as well. Um, so he'll be able to give a little bit more insight on it as well. Also, Michelle was on All About Android, so it's great that he was able to talk about it on the show. Oh man, yeah. No, he's and he's he's literally like the source of my of a good number of stuff that they're getting. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, yeah, so we're gonna rehash that a little bit. But I wanted to start off by just asking you: Are you? Oh, actually, no. Sorry. Let me let me let me table that question real quick. The thing I was trying to say is neither of us are going to the event, unfortunately. Unfortunately, no, not not this. I was there last year, and I, that was actually a really nice event. We were there for the Pixel Three, Pixel Three XL, and then the Pixel. I want to say, yeah, the Pixel Book. I keep wanting to say the Pixel. No, no, it was the Pixel Slate. slate my mistake, mm -hmm. the Pixel Slate, not the book. Keep confusing these two. And then, of course, we saw the brand new, uh, you know, the new Nest Hub, and then the 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 few other things. But it was it was really nice. I loved it. And sadly, uh, no, no love. Uh, <laughs> but Michelle from XDA will be going. So at least from uh, from the XDA side, uh, somebody will be there. Yes. Um, without getting into too many details, um, I. I, I I think I could have gone ultimately to the event, uh, but let's just say some scheduling conflicts happened and I'm actually heading to a different trade show, one that you might be hearing a lot more of over the next couple of years. And uh, this is the first time that Pocket now and myself, uh, this is the first time that we'll be able to attend SeaTech in Japan. 
So nice. coming from a guy who's nice. uh, coming from a guy who grew up uh, on Japanese culture and loved it so much and never went to Japan until this year. I've gone three times this year by now. <laughs> Dude, I so I so want to go with you right now. <laughs> I want to and I want to go down because the weather is a little bit better than we when we were last. That was the other thing. Which might be true. But from what I hear, there's a typhoon rolling through right now. And oh, uh, okay. it might affect travel. Okay. So hopefully I'm hopefully I'm still around by next week's episode. But <laughs> um, but it's going to be raining a little bit over there, but it, it'll be fine. I mean, Japan is just an, an amazing place. I wish I could bring this phone to Japan. It would have been the perfect time to show that thing Especially off. Especially to take pictures mm-hmm. at night, this nightscape, go over to the Tokyo Tower or anything. Yeah, that would have been, or even Kyoto, if you can even squeeze a little trip down there. That'd be nice, yeah. Today's show is sponsored by Caseta Smart Lighting Control from Lutron Pioneers in Smart Home Technology. A lot of people think you need smart bulbs to get smart lighting, but there is a smarter way. Caseta Smart Dimmers and Switches replace the switch in your wall so that all the lights controlled by that switch will act smart. Think about all the places in your home where one switch controls multiple bulbs. Ceiling lights, chandeliers, bathrooms, and all of those. With Caseta, you'll save money by replacing the switches instead of replacing all of the bulbs. Smart bulbs are only smart, after all, while the switch is on. If someone flips it off, you can say goodbye to all of that smart control and connectivity. But Caseta switches are always smart, even if the switch is off. With Caseta dimmers, you don't need to buy smart bulbs to enjoy smart lighting, so you get the best of both worlds. Smart lighting control from an app or your voice and you also get control right at the switch. So by using the application, I have the lights in my home turning on at certain hours to make it seem like we're all home, uh, even if we might not be, especially in the evenings. But if you don't want to use the app or your voice, you could still use the switch itself or a little remote control that came with my Caseta set as well. In any case, you can get smart lighting the smart way with Caseta by Lutron Smart Switches. Learn more about Caseta at lutron.com weekly. That's lutron.com weekly. So speaking of that Pixel 4, this is the uh, this is the question of the day. The question of the episode, which I'm also posing to all of you viewers and listeners, get into the comment sections. Are you excited for the Pixel 4? TK, Heck are you? Yeah. You are. Oh my God, yes. Yes. Some of the stuff that we've been able to find or that, that we just, there's just so many new, I mean, there are things we knew that were coming, obviously life transcript, uh, uh, life Life transcription. I want no life caption. Sorry, um, we saw that at Google I/O. We talked. They talked about it, but we just didn't see it come out. Uh, you know, some of the new gestures, some of the new functionalities in the camera. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just you being able to just get all of these new things. They're 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 really packing it this time, and I'm hoping a lot of these features that we're uncovering are going to be available at launch. So that's why I'm excited. I want to see what they're going to yep. you know announce, and I'm also hoping for the and oh wait by the way uh, kind of thing. I'm hoping yeah, for the, something the, like well, that. Is it one more thing? Like that's yeah, the phrase more, usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, let's go down the line a little bit with the Pixel Four in general. Um, what I what I did want to talk about first of all is like the design. So now we have phone. Actually, I should take it out of the case. By the way, quick shout out to Isa, uh, pink case on the iPhone. Uh, I wanted to take the iPhone out real quick and just say how. So we've had the iPhone, and we just talked mm-hmm. about it for the first half of this episode where you have that square up there it looks like the pixel is going to be fairly similar uh in that regard but what i kind of what i'm noticing in all of these photos and hopefully i have one um set up right now um on the feed is that it's got like a two-tone thing going on so if you get excuse me if you get the white edition Mm -hmm. the backing is fully white but then the rest of the phone's got the the black color I, I'm kind of digging that two tone because this is this is a decidedly metal phone, so obviously it's got that sheen to it. Um, two tone on on the Pixel Four. I'm actually kind of looking forward to the design of this thing. Oh man, I'm 
so I, I'm I'm more of on the team orange at this point. I've seen the orange color, and I'm like the orange, not, not, not so orange, uh, like <laughs> not so orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that, that's that's so myself and uh, Max over at the at the, at the on the YouTube site uh, as well as the portal for XDA are both team orange on this one. So if we are able to pick, that would be our color. And it, but I think it's it fits into the aesthetics that we've had before, right? They've always done it's generally a two type of texture on the back of the phone. So last year we had. It was glass all around, but more that little bit of frosted at the back where we had to kind of just wear it for better grip. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if that's probably what they're trying to do, to give you a little bit better grip so that it doesn't just slip and slide out of your hand if you are obviously don't have a skin or a case on it. Ah. Uh, but I but I like the, the design. Actually, you know, having th- that square, if we think about it, I don't, I, I don't want to basically say that it started anywhere, but... Um, and, and, I, and I'm not pointing to anything right now. Hold on, let me take the case off because I don't think it's really clear. <laughs> uh, so the square didn't start anywhere. I mean, it was just not present at the top left. But I, I, I like it. I'm, I'm glad big, actually though that we have. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm glad that we have sort of lines drawn in the sand because there are a few phones that we've been seeing very recently that are all about that circle. So I'm like, okay, oh, yeah. circle, you know, and then we got the square. Obviously, the 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 rev- I'll call them the reference manufacturers. I mean, the I mean, the iPhone is not a reference; it is the device. But what I mean is, like, the okay. Pixel is sometimes Google's devices are kind of considered reference devices sometimes, mm-hmm. um, where things start and then they blossom uh, from there. Uh, but yeah, exactly. squares on all of these. Um, now, speaking of those cameras, the um, here's the thing, here's something that I mentioned uh, on a couple of shows recently that I'm a little bit miffed about. We do have the spec sheet for the Pixel 4. I mean, Google's just been kind of piecemealing all of its information to everybody. And there are leaks, of course. Uh, but what's funny is there are leaks on top of the fact that uh, Google has been giving out some information also. Now... Oh, yeah, yeah. No, this year has been a little bit different. They They're no longer being quiet about it that they'll they'll start talking like the 90 hertz display mm-hmm. they they threw it they threw it yes. out there so we we knew things were coming from yes them. so yeah. 90 hertz display which is already going to be fun anybody out there who has been following OnePlus recently has got the 7t the 7t pro um 7t pro happened like literally yesterday um and i was gonna say yeah <laughs> that happened like literally yesterday <laughs> and it's got that 90 hertz display which i will admit a 90 hertz display once you use it and then you use something else it's like Oh yeah, like that's <laughs> that is smooth. That is really nice. Um, now, kind of going through the spec sheet a little bit, we just talked about that. Uh, the Pixel Four in particular is a five point seven inch display. The Pixel Four XL. Um, oh, I don't have the the sheet for that one. Do you do you know what the uh, size on that on that one is? Let me let me see if I can pull that up. I didn't. I have actually been focusing on the Pixel Four very little, but the XL actually has been around, oh. which is oh here, yeah, I got it. Uh, uh, Six point three. Um, so 6.3 inch also 90 hertz and uh yeah you know what that's funny you mentioned that because i've 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 had a bit of a i've i've had a bit of a realization well okay i thought last year when this phone and when the pixel 3 and the iphone came out um at around the same time i thought that i would go for the bigger phones and i finally understood why big phones are cool and all that stuff or why people like them I've I've gone the complete opposite way. I'm back to like, give me the small phone. I would want the Pixel Four personally. I, I, I like I like the Pixel Four. I mean, and I think we had this conversation not that long ago with the the Note Ten conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I I appreciate the the the, the function. So, I, I I like the real estate, and and I and I'm gonna say, it, as as a person that, that basically just basically loves having bigger displays, I'm actually even going at a phone that goes oh. even bigger. Than a standard Look display. Look at that flex. So for Look me, at that flex from TK. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it, 
it's hard for me to say that. So I, I, I've tried them and I've used them. There's nothing wrong. It just, um, I, I just like the real estate. I like, especially when you're split screening things. Uh, you know, when I drive and I'm using my Google Maps, I like to split my screen and I like to do Google Maps and I like to use, you know, my uh, music of choice, Google Play, Spotify, whatever. And I like to have those controls and I like to have see the the uh, graphic art. So for me. You know, yeah, it, I'm glad they have two options. That's really, and even on the the 3A, they had two options, which was really nice. I like the 3A XL. Yeah, indeed. Um, so with the Pixel 4 uh, and the XL, actually, I think they both have similar uh, specifications. Of course, aside from battery, um, you do get yeah. the Snapdragon 855. No, 855 plus. But then again, a Pixel was never really meant to be a gaming phone, and you know, the whole term yeah. gamer when it comes to a phone is a little bit. I don't want to say contrived, but it's very relative. It's very relative to each user and each device. Um, now, talking about the cameras, here's the thing that I was miffed about when it comes to the specs. Um, two cameras on the back, that's fine. Um, from what I can tell, there's only one camera on the front so far, or we really don't know yet. That's the thing that I'm still trying to figure out. Um, if there's no, there, there, there doesn't seem to be wide angle on this phone at all. And that really upsets me. And that's something that would be bad if we lost because I, I didn't appreciate the notch from last year, but I appreciated having that wide-angle front-facing yeah. camera. Having a secondary sensor is always going to be appreciated, especially when you're trying to take, you know, I'm not trying to glorify selfies, but I do take quite a quite a number of those. And I'd like to be able to make sure that I can squeeze in a group, especially at events when you meet a whole bunch of people and you want to squeeze in a few people in there. It's, it's a little bit hard. Yeah. So it, it's always nice to have. And if you're trying to do video with it, having that secondary option to fit in more just makes it so much easier. Yes. Um, I, if I'm being completely honest, it's not as if it's that big of a deal for somebody like me because I do have solutions for all of that. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I'm all about the... Uh, I actually am a bit of an advocate for clip-on lenses, to be honest, and also uh, moment I, lenses and whatnot. Um, mm -hmm. But still, like when even people like Apple are making their iPhone 11 their base model, the basest of the base models have a wide-angle camera instead of a telephoto. Why is it that Google's not not going in that direction? It still boggles my mind a little bit because wide-angle's like the new hotness and they're still not doing it. Uh, they, they may end up opting for a wide-angle lens uh, as opposed to just a dual-camera setup. That's true. Kind of like how, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Samsung does it a little bit. They crop in with the initial view and then when you click the, you know, the wider view essentially just takes over takes out the crop that you usually that's have. true especially for so the it, front that's true but on the on the rear it's yeah. it's 12 megapixel main 16 megapixel mm -hmm. telephoto now granted there's supposed to be like a very high resolution zoom feature um which is which is fine okay i'm cool with that uh we don't know how much of a telephoto it is but it, you know given the way that it looks on the back it's probably a 2x so a two three at max yeah. uh, if, if it's if it's pushing it that's that's the most we've seen but I, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I would have gone for a wide over a telephoto any mm -hmm. day, it's especially for macro photography. If you're going to try to go macro, add that as a secondary feature. You can easily do that with a wide angle lens and just add that additional feature to your phone as opposed to go for, you know, more. And I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to do a much better bokeh effect that separation, subject separation, but they've done a great job with it with, single, with a single camera for years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why, why not go for. Yeah, to me it would have been a. The other I guess way if I was to be a bit of a, this is one of the few times I'll use this word. Um, if, I guess if I was going to be a Google apologist in a way, <laughs> the comments are going nuts now. But <laughs> but I would say that the um, the the pixel processing probably won't actually provide a whole lot more value 
in a wide angle lens as it could in a telephoto lens, especially for portraits and doing cutouts and all that stuff. So obviously the algorithmic processing could like make the colors better. It could actually make the detail better in all photos, sure. But if you're talking about portraits and whatnot, and you do a portrait with a wide angle lens, maybe it's not something that they feel like. It's it's a little bit like putting a square in a circle. You know, it's a little bit odd mm-hmm. uh, to try to do that. Um, so I, I kind of get it. Sure, still love my wide angle. Please give it back. Um, <laughs> but I would have just said go for the triple camera setup. You could have done it both. You know, get both of them. Why why sacrifice one over oh, the that's other? That's fair. That's fair. They went with a square. It's not like you didn't have the real estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. I mean, just look at this. But then again, everyone hated the design of the iPhone because of this thing. Um, also, just imagine what uh, moment lenses look like on the Pro on on, on this thing. I I was gonna I was gonna ask if the adapter on that thing is gonna be just <laughs> you know <laughs> custom made, and you're like having to get it right at the right angle, exactly. or it's like maybe you know like maybe even telescopic slightly, so it's just so you can mm-hmm. get it. But yeah, yeah. no, uh, those moment lenses when that day you and I went to the to the Getty that a while back, um, I really appreciated the value that they offer, especially because you were using a three A. You weren't even using mm-hmm. a, you know, uh, you weren't even using an iPhone or even a, the full version of it. it was, you were just using a three A, and it just pictures real. Yeah, I, <laughs> we don't have to we don't have to talk about it now. But I just I just had a thought like, wow, imagine what a four A would look like. You know, I I, I think that'd be a pretty fun oh, phone. Man. Um, yeah, we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the middle of next year. Probably. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. So along with the Pixel news and leaks and whatnot, we do have a few of a, a few announcements. And we want to give another shout out to Michelle for being the one who reported on a lot of this. <laughs> I, I oh, love yeah. that everything started yeah. with exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, well, it, and it is. <laughs> if you think about it, very. I mean, a lot of other people are, whenever they're reporting, they're always basically getting it right after. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been able to uncover some really nice things and, um, we just put out a video this morning on the uh, live transcription uh, application. So that, that actually is doing pretty oh, well. Oh, good. Uh, Shouts out to that. I'll make sure that is in the link in the description below, especially for you YouTube viewers. Uh, so with the Pixel 4, it seems like it's going to be marking the start, or rather it's going to be marking a new era as far as Android proliferation is concerned. Uh, so, mm-hmm. for example, all devices moving forward uh, should have Android 10 installed it's becoming more of a requirement now it seems that uh yeah. seems that google is trying to f- sort of fix their fragmentation problem i'll call and uh aside from that uh, along with android 10 being something that is required there are a few other uh tidbits from there uh it has to say powered by android uh during the boot up process mm-hmm. which i think is funny because all of these phones are going to start having a bunch of like stickers and things on it like the Buddha process is going to say powered by android the box is going to say powered by snapdragon <laughs> like it's just so much of this <laughs> stuff happening right now and then the packaging will say this is a samsung like yeah what? exactly so who's powering my phone yeah no i think the powered by android has been hasn't been a requirement but it's been around for some yeah. time so we've seen that already but yeah you're right it, it's going to start creating some confusion as to you know who is the power behind this i mean the reality at the end of the day you're buying you know, so much tech, mm-hmm. but I think hopefully this will help with just normalizing and at least allowing people to understand that devices are powered by Google. They may have a different type of processor, a Kirin and a Snapdragon, or even a, uh, I forget uh, the other, you know, other manufacturers that we may have on the market. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate them wanting to set that standard. I think it's yes. good. I'm just hoping that o- other OEMs like OEMs that go into the mostly Chinese markets will adhere to the same thing. Cause those are the ones that generally release devices that are running slightly behind with Android. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of a sign of the times, we also have Google making it a requirement for digital well-being to be part of a phone. And 
I mean, <laughs> this is what we said on all of that Android is like, we all yeah. kind of agreed. We love this. We're not going to use it. But <laughs> I had it on for a couple of days and I turned it off. Sorry. Uh, I, I, I appreciate I appreciate the data. I appreciate exactly. It. I just don't like the notification. I'm the I'm the mindfulness guy. I mean, you know, not to give too much away, but like over here, uh, I don't even know if you can see it in the video. But uh, sometimes when when I do host segments right here with this setup, you can see I literally have a meditation uh, cushion on the floor. Like I actually sit down and try to take a breath every now and then. Mm -hmm. I'm the mindfulness guy. I am the worst when it comes to my phone. It's one of those bastions that I just can't get across. And I yeah. I, I feel guilty about it all the time. Um, you know, once the it's it's one of those things that we all deal with where the phone you you hear the v and then you're just like <laughs> like what? It, it's it's hard, but we, we run our business from it too. I mean, you and I we don't really just use our phones just as a casual True. user. This is our tool. This is this is when we're away from home. This is how we manage our channels, social media accounts, responding emails, uh, business contacts, so on. It, it just it's so much more, um, and it's it's hard. So I appreciate having it, and I also appreciate the new parental control as a, as a parent oh, too. Yeah. Um, and I love that part. That that one's going to be definitely very nice, and I look forward to seeing a better implementation of it. Uh, but right now, uh, yeah, it, it's nice to have Huawei rebranded it. So I'm not sure if Huawei will have to rebrand theirs back to digital well-being, or does it just have to be present? In it just a, in its yeah. Form? It just has to it yeah, just has to be they, present in some fashion, as long as it adheres yeah. to a few different um, para guess, yeah parameters. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I like it too. And I, what I really wish though, like you know, just to sort of fine grain what you were saying, I, I totally agree. What I do kind of wish though is uh, that. Not to say that we should give people like Apple or Google all the information, but it would be nice if <laughs> if digital well-being also told me not just how much time I'm spending in an app, but what things I'm literally looking at. Because you're right. We use our phones for things like business emails, for going on Instagram so that we can do posts and to like each other's stuff because it helps all of us you know, to engage with one another in the tech space and whatnot. But when exactly. I'm just looking at... For example, the explore tab or the trending tab in Twitter or something like that. That I wish it could tell me how how long I've actually been being productive, or I'm just being uh, a mindless consumer. You know what I mean? Like I just or how many hours do I spend in TikTok? It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and because uh, <laughs> that's a wormhole on its own, and I don't want to talk exactly about until we can find a way to monetize TikTok uh, stuff. There's no reason for us to be on TikTok. Like there's just no. <laughs> I, 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 I say that, but yet I spend <laughs> my digital well-being says battery consumed so much. I am going to show I, at this point in the episode that that tweet you put out where you were doing the TikTok thing. It was a split screen with you and somebody else in it. I'm trying to remember. It was somebody else. Yeah, it was it was basically the uh, the TikTok I did from uh, I think it was at Record Ralph, and basically it was just she, the girl had she wanted her video to go with a duet. So the the option of doing two videos where you react to people, or you can duet with somebody where it does the split mm. screen. And it just worked perfectly, and she cracked me up. <laughs> and there was—I did a couple other ones. It was—I've been on it for a while. My son and I love it, but it is a wormhole. And yes, I would love to know if I'm in the explore page, or I'm about—you know—for you, or am I just—it's just a lot of TikTok is Vine on crack. That's basically it's the way I describe. <laughs> That's a great it. way to put it. It's just, it is. It's just—it's a wormhole. It's worse than YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So let's see what other things uh, Google is making very, very. Oh, the navigation gestures are going to be required now, and it seems yes, like people are mixed I'm, about this. I'm, it, it and 
But with any change, we're always going to be that way, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the reality is we've had, so you've had OnePlus gestures, right? We've had Samsung gestures, which are not really gestures per se. They're more like swipe up from where you were. And then, of course, you had, you know, the, the Huawei gestures. And then you, you just have so many different companies implementing a style of gestures. This allows us to be consistent. Mm -hmm. I don't have to learn that when I'm going to Wall OnePlus before, obviously, the, Pi, uh, the Android 10 update, that I had to swipe and do it from a different position. Now I know that swiping from the sides takes me to exactly where I want to do back. Swiping and holding takes me to the recents, and then swiping up and releasing just takes me mm -hmm. home. It's simple, it's easy, and then the edges release uh, the assistant. That's the that's the only one that I don't like because it, it feels too weird. Like It, it is, it, it, and you have to remember that it's in the edge, right? Because you're like you're... You're swiping up, you're holding, you're like, wait, I'm not getting the assistant. Why? Mm -hmm. And then you remember that it's it's sitting at the edges now because that's how they can differentiate it. There's no other no other gesture combo unless you like a double tap and a twist or something. I don't think they're gonna do yeah, that. Yeah, that's but true. It um uh but you can always install Nova the way I do. Fair. Um and as far as the okay. pixel is concerned, even if you don't want to use the corner gesture for assistant, there's so many new ways of actually bringing or not not so many new ways, but there are many ways of bringing up Google Assistant. Um, well, you have the squeeze, which will always be an mm -hmm. option, which is nice. And apparently the new yep. one is going to involve a little bit of uh a face unlock, which is also going to be coming to the Pixel 4, but also raise to talk, which I think is interesting it's as if the moment you raise up the phone uh in this case the pixel 4 obviously it, you know google assistant is just ready to start listening to you and it's like okay i mean that's pretty interesting like would this be would this make uh do you think this would make google assistant more accessible and thus used more by people i think that feature would make it easier to interact with it if you want it mm. uh, i think most people will probably not use that feature specifically because we don't always want to talk to her or talk to the assistant when we raise it, right? We sometimes want to just look at what's on our screen. We want to interact maybe with a notification or something like that. So for me, I think it's a great feature. It, it continues the the path that they explained to us at I.O. If you remember, the, the new envision, they're envisioning the interaction with the assistant to be a little bit more intuitive. They're moving it a little bit in where it's placed on the UI as far as just having it sitting at the bottom now as opposed to taking up the screen. Mm -hmm. uh, there was additional, you know, those, those, those little things I think are always great. I think if you use the assistant and you rely on it a lot, I think it's great. Uh, the continuous command, I'm really looking forward oh, yeah. to seeing that in action. Oh my God, that video, I, I've been waiting for that since I saw the video on that. And then, uh, so a lot of the new things, like the new maps, the new interaction with it, you know, those are the things that I would love to see it. And all of that running on the device, yeah. that's going to make, that's a game changer there. No reliance on the internet to run these commands will make it so much better because you'll have less um, continuity interest. When you're using it and you're in areas where your signal maybe dips, you lose signal for a second, you're not going to worry about it. So I, I'm, I'm really happy. I, I don't know if that race to talk is going to work for me, but I, I still like to initiate it by voice. You know, the reason why I'm into this is because I will admit I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit um, spoiled by the iPhone because like raise to wake and then face ID immediately shows you your notifications and whatnot. More features like that do make life a little bit easier. I will admit also that it is one of those features that just makes the phone a little bit too addicting because, like I said, when the moment the uh, the moment you hear your chime or the vibration, I immediately lift it yeah, and yeah. look at what I got, and it's exactly yeah, it's too it's too much. And you check your phone. Yeah, so I could do the same thing with the Pixel. Feasibly, I could pick it up and just go straight to like you know what's my agenda today or something like that. Um, so that makes a lot of sense. All right, so for the last few minutes on here, um, since we, we got into a spirited discussion about the iPhone earlier, um, and now we're talking about the Pixel, the camera, coming back to the camera. Um, yeah. 
Pixel Neural Core, obviously been a thing, but now with the Neural Core, uh, the Pixel 4 will supposedly, well, it will, I don't want to say supposedly because this is actual information. That's what I like about... By the, by the time we watch this video, this could be, a, yeah, more of a will than it Exactly. Um, well, then again, 9to5Google did have the exclusive on this where um, it will bring dual exposure controls. And this this really shows just how crazy the Pixel camera can be. And I think this is a fantastic thing to see on the phone. Um, think of all the times that you might have taken a picture, then you go into something like Snapseed or Adobe Lightroom Mobile or any, even, yep. even Google Photos itself. Mm-hmm. You adjust for the highlights and the shadows and you try to put in more contrast and you try to change like the, uh, the, the pixel algorithmic processing will also on its own, uh, try to do those things for you. But now you have yep. some control over it, which I think is pretty fantastic. Um, so w- in this case, you can actually change the highlights and the shadows. You get these sliders on the side that allow you to change those modes, uh, or those settings rather. So for example, if you have somebody who's blown out, you might just be able to bring down the highlights. And you get a right, dial it down, mm-hmm, yep. and you get these cool silhouettes and whatnot. Or if you're just in a really like harsh lighting situation, you can cater it to make it look like a more natural shot. Um, thoughts from you on on this particular feature? I I no I I want more options. I want to be able to control. I love. I, I don't mind their their algorithms. I love how it does it, and it generally does a really good job whenever you're trying to edit it, especially in Google Photos, and you're trying to do the auto awesome kind oh, of yeah. thing. Um, and uh, I I love the fact that you're able to do some of those things, but it's it doesn't always. You're right; it doesn't always hit right. And having the controls to be able to manipulate that, especially when you're still in that moment, are always going to be beneficial. So I, I just appreciate them allowing us to control, especially with the dual exposure, you know, doing basically an overexposed and an underexposed and then dial it in into the middle, Mm. just allowing us to get better HDR even. I I would imagine that just impacts HDR right away, just giving us better images. I just wish, like I said, all of these things are so gimme, gimme, gimme right now, right? I just, (laughs) I was like... Give me and send me to a really nice looking place and just leave me for a few hours. Let me take some pictures. Yeah. So it to me, I just can't wait. And um, I, I'm just my only hope is that they they release the phones really close to after the the announcement so that we don't see that massive gap that we sometimes see with announcements and then phones coming out like a month later or something. I just want to be able to hopefully you know get my hands on one and play around and just. You know, just enjoy a little pixel goodness because I still have the three XL and the three and the three A XL, and these are some solid performers. Like I said, with a single camera on the back, mm-hmm. so I can imagine what they can do with the dual camera setup. I, telephoto, but still, I'm uh, I'm curious though. Like, even if you were to change up the settings on the highlights and the shadows, will will Google processing still do something to the photo after the fact? Like, I I, I just hope that it doesn't undo your work. Is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? I, my my hope essentially is like more of a pro mode. Is that not not necessarily? It's the if the if the user overrides the auto options, then you stick to the auto to the uh, manual override. It's kind of like when we have it on our cameras, right? We can to turn on auto, or we can do aperture priority, you know, exposures. We can set all the different things, but leave some things in auto. So that I'm hoping that's how it does. So it still does some kind of processing, but it doesn't undo like the the exposure that you're set. You're basically this is the shot that you're composing. And this is how you want it to look, even though, you know, Auto Awesome may say something else. This is what you want and just let that go. That's fair. That's fair. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing I always appreciate about the Pixel cameras, and, and this is this is the thing, though. I, I do want to get more into installing, being a little bit more like TK over here and actually putting the Google camera on phones. I was going to say Gcam, baby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but this is the Gcam, so you can't really Gcam the exactly. Gcam. <laughs> um, I, I, love the, I love 
Google Camera because it has this one control that work that is, in my opinion, paramount for any vlogger. Especially if you're using, uh, obviously, if you're using a phone, uh, when you tap to focus somewhere, there's a little lock icon that the locking mm-hmm. option. Yeah. It is a godsend especially on the pixels because uh you know we just to kind of bring things full circle we were talking about working on video on an iphone well when you're working on video with a pixel any smartphone really the dead giveaway that you're using a smartphone you know because to the keen eye you can kind of tell that oh that's not a that's not a full-size camera that's not like a gh5 like i'm using for the show or anything like that Mm -hmm. uh but for casual users if the video is great the video is going to be great but the dead giveaway is that focus keeps jumping and yep. um, keep seeking focus, especially when you're moving. It doesn't know what you're focusing mm-hmm. on. Yep. So locking down your focus, any any aspiring smartphone vloggers out there, make sure you do that. And the Pixel has always been an easy, easy camera to use to lock down your focus. And now you can change your exposure. Imagine if these exposure con- settings are in the video mode. Uh, I hope. I Although I'm, I'm foreseeing possibly only in vi- photography, I agree. not in video. Yeah, I, I think chances are they'll give you more control over photo because it's more still. Computationally, the, the ability of putting it in video may, may come down later. Yeah. But that, it would be nice if you're able to like do a live, um, a live like, like computational processing on a video, I agree. But just being able mm-hmm. to change the highlights and the shadows on the fly, I feel like it's something that you can do in a regular camera application. So you mean during video during taking video, or during like video right before? You, yeah. Well, that'd be, yeah. So like you set you I, set the two and then you can hit record. Um, and oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I thought you meant like while you're recording and you're moving your hand, you're able to change the exposure oh. a little bit. Well, that the, would be ideal. But I mean, even even that, on a camera like my GH5, you can change highlights yeah, and shadows. You can't, so. Yeah, and then, and then you hit oh, record nice. and locks, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Well, TK, uh, we talked about you know a lot of stuff today. Thank you so much. It's great to catch up with you again, brother. Um, I same here, man. I I can't wait for next week, and I, I I'm really really jealous that you're going to Japan again. <laughs> I mean, I, I wish you the best of luck with with everything. You know it, what though? It's going to yeah, be rough man. because I, I still need to I need to schedule. So um, to anybody out there, uh, I know that there are some comments probably below that are like, "Where's Jaime? Where's Jaime?" I have him scheduled for next week because he will have gotten his Pixel Four at the event, um, or if they're going to give him out, but he will at least have experienced the phone at the event. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously, we want to have somebody on who is going to talk about the pixel 4 with it in his hands supposedly and then uh jaime is obviously the person that a lot of you want to see on the show so we're gonna have him back on soon by the way as far as pocket now is concerned he and i are very busy people so it's hard for us to link up as often as we wish um east coast best coast baby that's true. All you guys you guys are th- mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys got it covered <laughs> yeah exactly uh so yeah uh, you could look forward to seeing him next week but i have to do the time zone math because i'm going to be all the way in japan so i'm hoping that i can do it effectively and without having to stay up until like 4 a.m <laughs> like, oh man yeah yeah i remember when you were in the philippines one time we were doing it i remember that was bad you were in the middle of the night yeah it was and you know, I, it was a wild you know that i was glad that it worked you know, thank God. Yeah. Um, and yeah, internet yeah. in Japan is going to be way better than in the Philippines. So it'll, <laughs> I'm sure of it. it. It's, you know what? If anybody can do it, you guys could do it. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. It'll be good. All right. I'm looking forward. Uh, TK, let everybody know where they can find you. Um, I'm basically TK Bay all over the socials, but basically TK DSL 8655 on both Instagram and Twitter and just regular TK Bay, uh, both over on XDA, my channels, both English and in Arabic. So, uh, you know, hit me up. 
Awesome. Uh, all right, cool. So Pocket Now you can find on all uh, social media as well at Pocket Now, and you can find all of the links for both Pocket Now and also for my stuff. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at JV Tech Tea. You know me. I'm JV. I love tech and I love to drink me some tea. Find both of our channels, all of our channels actually. Uh, XDA uh, TK is my my own and uh, Pocket Now's all linked in the description down below or in the show notes if you're listening to the podcast using your favorite podcasting application. From there, though, I'm gonna go go ahead and call it on this one. Oh, TK just mentioned, yeah, we were going to talk about the pixel book. Um, we already went to 45 minutes, so, you know, we're going to have to table it for now, I guess. But let me just show you a quick uh, if you if you stuck around to the end of the episode, here's the little thing for you. The thing that was uh uh reported on this morning is that the pixel book apparently is going to be a thing. It's a pixel book go um that mm-hmm. has that coral or the not so orange. I think this one's coral though. Yeah, it- it's orange, but yeah, no, no, it's coral. I go and I, I just, I saw and it was, it was something that was like late, you know, really like last minute. Oh yeah, it so, was just yeah, it was a very, uh, it was a very quick, um, an- not really announcement, but it, it was a leak this morning, I should say. Uh, so you get a quick look at it here at the end of the episode. But as you're looking at the Pixel Book Go, we're gonna go ahead and sign off on this episode. Thank you so much for watching, and we will see you in our next episode.